Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop host, Stephanie, calling in from the YouTube studio. And tonight, I'm joined by East Coast co-host and ARMY, Ariana. Hey there, guys. And welcoming back to the K-Pop cast are PD-NIM, Michaela. Yes, hello, everybody. And we're so excited because we have a really special guest joining us this episode. She runs the blog ColorWebMag.com and wrote one of our favorite pieces on BTS. We've got Monique Jones in the house. Hi, everyone. Woo! <laughs> Yay! So today, we'll be talking about the music video that's broken all kinds of records, but most importantly, broke the record for most views in 24 hours on YouTube. It's BTS's Idol. Letting you know if this song is Daebak or not. But before we dive into that, first our hit replays. Hit replays are songs that we recommend you put on repeat or replay for the week. Monique, since you're our special guest, want to kick us off? Sure. My replay is Singularity by BTS. Not not just any member of BTS. I just love uh, (laughs) listening to V's voice. I think he has one of the best voices from the group, and it's really, like... Torch singery mm-hmm. for such a young person. So that's my favorite one. Ooh, torch singery. Yeah, he's got that beautiful voice. We ta- You and I talked about how he sounded like uh, Korean Sade. Yeah, that's what Ooh. I actually wrote about. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So Ariana, how about you? I bet you're gonna pick a BTS song. So I tried so hard to pick any other group, but at the end of the day, I did, I did. I listened to a lot of Stray Kids. I listened to the new NCT Dream and they're all great, but BTS's I'm Fine is where it's at. I got chills when that Save Me synth melody hit. And so I'm really in love with this song. I like the self-reliance aspect of it and the fact that it's a to an EDM beat. And I really love that chorus just feeling fine, fine, fine. Well, my hit replay this week is Infact's Na Na Na. Honestly, Infact was always a group that when I heard them pop up in conversation, I was like, oh, because they're not really a group that I would think is doing really well. So I was really surprised to see that they were invited to KCON this year. And I watched them perform this song from the live stream and it was stuck in my head for three days after. For some reason, the performance just had so much energy to the song. And so when I listened back to it, that same energy even comes through in the recording. So I think you all should go check it out and show Infact some love and listen to Na Na Na.
Steph, what is your hit replay for this week? Well, I think I'm going to break from the crowd a little bit and choose a ladies song. A while ago, we reviewed G-Idol's debut hit, La Tata, and I really loved that one. And so I was super looking forward to their comeback single, Han, Alone. And they did not disappoint. Just from the very beginning, you hear this kind of dark, more mature beat. And they're telling you, you remember what she said. I'm like, ooh, (laughs) do you? Dang. And they just like take you on with that. So go check it out, Han Alone. Okay, so moving on to our Daybok or Not for BTS's Idol. So I'm in charge of taking us through the visuals, as usual, my favorite part. And for this video, there is so much going on, you guys. There's, you guessed it, crazy colorful outfits and colors (laughs) everywhere. There's animals jumping around, fake ones, real ones. There's scene changes and international locations. It's almost like... Too much K-pop essence. I can't take it. Too much K-pop, you know. (laughs) And I heard it might be on purpose, like it's a parody of K-pop and too much essence. Did you all hear that? No, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to be like making fun of how people feel that K-pop is so seizure-inducing and so much color. (laughs) I definitely got comments from people at work that they. I tried to show it to them and they were like, I can't handle this. Me too, me too. (laughs) Maybe this is not the first one that you should show to your non-K-pop friends. No, definitely. Like I said, there's so much going on in the video. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to get through it all. But to better explain what I mean, I'm going to ask everyone here what their favorite scene in the video is. Ooh. Ariana, hit us. What's your favorite scene? I, I mean, like, mine's not necessarily a scene as much as a moment that is very, very short. But there is a moment under, I call it under the bunny moon. Um, oh. There is a very, very quick moment where they flash back to that scene after the scene the first time. And you see Jungkook twerking. And I just think <laughs> it's quite possibly my favorite thing I've ever seen because it's just so short and it's so perfect. <laughs> Hold up. I'll point one seconds of it yes, is your favorite. absolutely. <laughs> you need to play that over and over. Nice catch. All right, Monique, how about you? What's your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite is during the first chorus part where they're doing the oh, oh, ooh, oh <laughs> parts and V is, you know, doing his like little hand dances and stuff and it cuts to everyone else doing the same Aww, thing. I love he that He is scene. so adorable. I read somewhere that he put on those glasses for the music video as uh, a note to the haters who told him online that he doesn't look good in glasses. Uh, yeah. He right looks there. so good in glasses. Yes. I, yeah. I love this look on him. He can haters put like go a bear on his head and I would still think he's the most attractive man on the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But Stephanie, what was your favorite part? So my favorite scene also includes V. 
he's moving through the crowd of fans and he looks kind of scared and then he jumps onto like a chair or a horse or a mm-hmm. horse chair I don't know and as he goes to flick his own head to act as the scene change he says like Bruh! and <laughs> it's just like so amazing and encapsulates everything about the video <laughs> yeah <laughs> just watch yeah. that again all right, and then finally, Michaela, what's your favorite scene? Well, mine has to be the very last scene where they all cross their legs and sit on the chair. Mm. Like we said, the whole music video is seizure-inducing, but there was something about that last moment that was like, you can see the calm mm. and the power behind their expressions, and they look amazing. And it also calls back to Haruman when they all dance in the chair and cross their legs. So mm. just a, an amazing scene with so much so meaning. Oh, that's right. That's so good. I mean, I wanted to ask everyone what their favorite scene was because, you know, at audience, listeners from all of these, you could tell that this is like 10 videos in one and that the boys are just having so much fun mm-hmm. making fun of themselves, not taking themselves too seriously or K-pop too seriously. That's really what this video is all about. Mm -hmm. Monique, you can just jump in right now with the fashion. Mm -hmm. Great. So one thing that we definitely need to talk about is how the fashion in Idol is undeniably African. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. So the the boys are in West African Ankara suits Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. even the backup dancers are wearing Pan-African animist masks. I loved that. Yeah, I I was wondering where all those colors came from in those mass dancers. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the main things we obviously are going to talk about a lot is the use of the African dance music and imagery. And I'm wondering, like, what does this mean to army who are POCs? Mm -hmm. What does this mean to black armies? Um, You know, there's elements of uh, Bollywood in a way, Desi armies. What does this mean to have uh, see themselves portrayed through BTS lens. Yeah. Uh, I think it means a lot because, well, as you guys know, and as a lot of K-pop fans know, there's a lot of racism that happens Mm -hmm. within K-pop fandoms. Mm -hmm. And one thing I just read a while ago was about the BTS anti-racist hashtag that Black armies made uh, to combat the amount of racism that's in the fandom. And, you know, comparing that to the current hashtag, which is about the idol challenge and how there's like one army, I guess, from South Africa made an idol Mm -hmm. challenge hashtag for South Africa. The fact that so many Black armies can come together over this music video, I think, makes a big statement to the fandom Mm -hmm. in general that BTS as a group sees the value in everyone and every culture. Mm -hmm. Ah, Beautifully said, Monique. I totally agree. Um, What I felt watching the music video, like I'm not from Africa, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) but I am a Black army, but I felt seen and appreciated and I felt like wow for once um, K-pop is not just culturally appropriating or not just wearing you know cornrows and stuff as a costume Mm -hmm. or as a device to look more cool or uh, hard Mm -hmm. they're actually tastefully appreciating uh, elements of African and black culture here and it's weaved throughout all the different parts of the of the video like you said. Going back to that a lot of the, the messages that they had in this were all about their own haters 
how mm-hmm. idol in Korean is basically a derogatory term. It's not something that you want to really own, but they completely own it in this music video, and they prove how much they've truly become to love themselves and what they do. I know that a lot of Korean armies or Korean netizens have criticized them a lot because they've been doing so much work in America and they've seemed to be more westernized. The last single in this series in the Love Yourself series is really honoring like no, we are Korean. Like this is a part of yeah. who we are. It's our yeah. heritage and you can't separate us from that. Yeah, I mean, that's basically we have a lot of African dance music and imagery, but like what about the Korean stuff? So you you see a lot of that Korean heritage um, in the moment, like where they're wearing the hanbucks underneath. I, I can't remember how to pronounce it. It's Giwa, like the building that's mostly a roof. Mm-hmm. And then you also, throughout the video, see a tiger, which is also the animal that represents Korea. Yeah. Also, going back to like the messaging, they do a lot of stuff with animals in this video. I was really interested in particularly that bunny moon scene where he's twerking. <laughs> of course. Under the bunny moon. <laughs> There's actually a message to it, if you can believe that. Oh, really? What? Yeah, so apparently uh, there is, I think, a, an East Asian belief that there is a bunny or rabbit in the moon, and they are basically, like, making medicine to create immortality for the gods. Um, So it's a sign for prosperity and immortality. And of course, I always go to the DKDK TV to understand everything that's happening. So they were saying that the Korean saying is, if you get cursed a lot, you live longer. So during Mm. that scene, they're like, keep talking because it's going to make us live longer. Here, I was thinking they were just pulling random animals and symbols out of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's really interesting when you like start to... And then I was like, oh, I have to go do all this research. But really, at the end of the day, like, I couldn't do too much research because there's that damn shark in the video and I tried to do research and then there were just so many pictures of sharks and if you don't know me I am deathly afraid of sharks and I can't even look at them yeah I had to I still cover my eyes during that part of the video (laughs) oh my gosh well we're gonna we're gonna write to BTS right away we're gonna send them that feedback (laughs) oh man sad Oh, so, so to wrap up this whole part about the, the message and the meaning and stuff, we got some really great feedback on Twitter from our friend Uniquely Me underscore KC. They said that while all the cultural references in the Idol music video will probably go over the general public's head, the message of loving yourself has universal crossover appeal. I, mm-hmm. I totally Definitely. Agree. And so talking about universal appeal, the choreography is so artful because it combines Korean and African dances. First, we have the Korean dance. There's all of this bombastic kicking and footwork um, from a traditional mask dance called Taltum, as well as the signature spinning your head jump from the Namsadang hat dance in the chorus. I remember the first time I visited Korea and went to the uh, Minsokton cultural village right outside Seoul and you just Mm -hmm. walk in and everyone is doing these dances. Everyone's (laughs) jumping around, spinning their head. It just looks like a big carnival all around. So to see BTS doing this and learning those dances from their history was so much fun. Wow. 
And on the African side of things, there's the Shaku Shaku dance, which comes from Nigeria. And there's also the South African dance, the mm-hmm. Guara Guara, which everyone has mm-hmm. been talking about and doing ever since Rihanna brought it to yeah. America. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Chalice Gambino has been doing it. Mm-hmm. And now armies all over the globe are learning about this dance and other African dances through this uh, music video. Yeah, there's even a whole uh, dance cover challenge on YouTube called the Idol Challenge, right? Where people yeah, are attempting yeah. mainly to do the Guara Guara move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. It's so cool seeing like everyone on YouTube and BTS themselves performing that particular dance and mm-hmm. wearing those African suits. It just makes me feel like they truly appreciate and are having so much fun with uh, African culture. I heard mm-hmm. they're, they're big fans of Black Panther and Wakanda, so that just makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This just means they need to go and perform in Africa now. Yeah. Like, it has yeah. to happen. Yes. They, mm-hmm. They've been avoiding it too long, and I know the African armies are really excited for them mm-hmm. to be coming to South Africa. I agree, especially since I think this video shows that their interest in Pan-African cultures is about appreciation Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. appropriation. I know that's been one of the talking points with people online is this appropriation. Are they wearing it like a mask or like a Mm -hmm. suit? You know, like an Akara suit, or are they actually learning from what they are utilizing in their videos? And I think that this video does show that they are honestly appreciating the cultures and, you know, showing their love for specific art styles. I think that is shown really well with the covered dancers, like at the end of the video where you see the two guys, or it might be just one guy doubled, mm-hmm. that's oh, covered yeah, head yeah. to toe in what looks like mm-hmm. fiber. Oh. That's indicative of a lot of different African dances. The Maracatu, Ooh. hopefully I said that right, is an Afro-Brazilian <laughs> dance. Really? Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. In Senegal, there's Kankarang costumes, a type of mythical creature that people perform in dance called the Kampo, which is also completely wow. covered in yeah. fibers. There's the lion dance and, you know, all the types of different lion dances that are in Korea and yeah. throughout Asia. I think that particular dancer shows not just how much the music video incorporates Pan-African culture, with Korean cultures, but it also shows how connected all the world's cultures are. Oh, that's beautiful. One could say that, you know, whichever dance that originated in Africa has spread throughout the world and has become all these Mm -hmm. different things. So I just think that that's a really interesting idea for them to put that in Mm -hmm. the music video. Yeah, that's actually going kind of back to your article about them that you wrote talking about how they learned through American Hustle about appropriation and how to Mm -hmm. not appropriate. Yeah. I feel like since then, they've really, really learned how to not go into something without learning fully about the history. I don't know if that's the production (laughs) Mm -hmm. team. I doubt it's BTS themselves, because who (laughs) who is... When would they have the time? There's a real understanding that, like, you know, dreads are not the answer, you know? Um, Putting... (laughs) Oh, I love that. That should be a hashtag. That's always, the, it always seems to be the answer is like, oh, well, we're rapping here, so we put dreads on. And, and grills. It's, it's, and, yeah, oh. and grills and, <laughs> you know, box braids. You know, like there's just yeah. this, this is much more about, you said it, appreciation versus appropriation. And I think that I'm hoping that this is what we see with BTS's influence back on Korea. You know what I mean? Yes. What, is, what is this going to say to Korea? Yes. Because we just had that the same conversation with, 
uh, Momo Land, where they, you know, oh, they're, no. they're doing things that you're just like, <laughs> what did you not like? You're pretty well known in the West right now. Like, what did what have you not learned? Um, so I'm I'm wondering if this if they can refocus this back into Korea, this understanding that they mm-hmm. have. I hope so. Like, I feel like a lot of groups could stand to learn something from how BTS as a machine (laughs) has, like, been able to appreciate other styles and other cultures without wearing it like a costume. Because, I mean, I know that's a big problem that still is in k-pop and in um, in american pop in global pop it's such a huge issue mm-hmm. yeah. right and so i hope that they just like learn from bts's success and of course their success comes from a lot of different factors but i think one of the biggest factors that makes them global is that they are able to welcome mm-hmm. everybody with their message so i just hope other people learn that specific thing for yeah, their groups i agree Well, uh, moving on to the audio, which pretty much follows the same pattern of the rest of the elements, which is blending yeah. the African and Korean elements. So, mm-hmm. Michaela, I know you have a lot of really interesting stuff to say about the audio. Yeah, I have a lot. Like, just going back, this song has such a global sound. A lot of people, when they were reviewing it, couldn't really tell what genres were really at play. Um, mm-hmm. But luckily, Rolling Stone India actually interviewed Big Hit. And they were able to specifically say that the track initially inspired by Guo- <laughs> Oh, okay. One more time. Guom. Guom. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so that genre <laughs> is a sub-genre of African house music. It's a very modern style, so it's something that's developed recently. And mm. it combines a lot of traditional drum and bass sounds with house synths. Mm. The key elements of this song are the fact that they use these Afro-Korean style drum whistle power- patterns. Mm-hmm. And you can really hear that when RM comes in with his first verse. That's where you yeah, hear you it. Yeah, you do hear the whistles. In that right underneath him. And it really starts to build the energy of the song. Yep. And then the second part is the pansori instruments that you hear mostly in the pre-chorus. One of the instruments I definitely know is the gayagum, which is this 12-string sort of zither instrument, which is a traditional Korean instrument. And wow. any onces would probably know that one of the members of TWICE play that instrument in the... God, oh no, it's escaping me. What's the one where they're like all different... All the different... the what is left? Cheer Mikey? up! Cheer up! Sorry, cheer, cheer up. up. Okay. Whoa, That's the only one I know. Whoa. I can't believe I didn't think about that one. Oh, and man. the second instrument is the gyakum, Yeah, which is this sort of horn <laughs> yeah, bow instrument. And this instrument is actually where a lot of people got the Bollywood, the Bollywood vibe from because it sort so of sounds many like Bollywood vibes. <laughs> instruments that you hear in a lot of Bollywood music. Yeah, that's right. It's funny because like everybody's like, oh, I see all these African elements. I think see all these Korean elements. I was like, oh, this is just like watching Bollywood movies as a kid. That's cool. Every, everyone sees themselves in the music. And yeah, hears. yeah, that's so interesting. And now like that now I know it's that horn. I'm like, ah. I know mm-hmm. that horn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I even heard people talking about like it sounded like reggaeton and like soca. Yeah. It really goes to show you how cross-cultural everything is. I think Monique, you were talking mm-hmm. about this earlier, how it's all kind of interconnected and in how it's presented mm-hmm. in the song. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And if I could add one more like nerdy music thing. All right. I want everybody to go back and listen again because there are these really cool synths 
that are playing underneath everything and they're in this like D flat minor key. So they make everything sound like really epic and dark and it's amazing. I was gonna say, oh yeah, you're gonna really gonna have to twist our arms to make us watch the video again. Oh, oh no, no, I guess I'll have to watch it right <laughs> after this. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, so is it about that time, guys? Are we going to give our final scores now? I guess so. I think we're ready. All right. So for the concept, one being the lowest, five being the highest. Monique, what's your score for the concept? I think I would give it a five. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. what, What do you like most about it, Monique? I mean, I guess I just like that it does include African rhythms and African dances. And I mean, I'm not African. I'm African American, but I'm not African, but still speaks to me on a level that shows that they care about their global audience, mm-hmm. which includes Africans and mm-hmm. people of the African diaspora. So yeah. that's what registered high to me. I'm going to give it a 4.9. What? Whoa. What's that point one? Only reason I'm digging it is for that stupid, stupid shark. The shark. <laughs> oh. And, oh, and it would have been, been dinged to a 4.7, but Sugar's beautiful Snow White sweater brought it back up a point two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's Hilarious. 4.9 for me, guys. Wow. Well, mine is a 4.5. Oh, not bad. It will only yeah. be a 5 and I, when and I'm knocking it down to a 4.5 because BTS has yet to pr- actually perform in Africa or in any African country. Ooh. So I think hmm. once they actually perform there and they sort of complete this sort of appreciation of the culture, then I'll actually make it a, a 5. And I think there's been no Korean act that's really performed in any African country, and I think if anybody can do it, it's BTS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hear that BTS. You're going to get a five out of this if you go to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Put in the work. All right, for me, I'm right there with Michaela at 4.5. Ooh. Damn. Yeah, I never rate stuff this high, but I've just yeah. been watching it again and again. And uh, just like Monique, I think my favorite part is seeing all of the African elements represented and so artfully, tastefully used in the video. Mm-hmm. I just ding it because it's so all over the place that I can't show it to my friends without them, yeah. you know, laughing at me. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Yeah. The head part with all the, the heads. Well. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's what just makes people turn off. When they, like, go, like, 120 feet tall, I was like, what is happening? What's going on? Yeah, exactly. Although, it really just made me want, like, a BTS Sims game to be a thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to audio, Ariana. Do you have a score for that? I'm going to actually score this pretty high as well because this has really been on repeat on my phone. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.6. Let's say that. Yeah, I listened to it. Now, it's not my favorite on the album because I'm fine as my favorite on the album. Of the the newer stuff that we haven't seen at all because if we're going to really go there, it's Epiphany. (laughs) When I first heard this, I was like, I don't know if I like it. And then every time it comes on, I literally am dancing in my chair at work. So it's a 4.6. I think I might give 
give it the same? Five. 4.6? Oh, 4.6. Yes, yes, oh. Yes. <laughs> I thought same score as before. Yeah. I think as much as I like the song, I had to watch the video first because when I first listened to part of the song, I immediately thought I need to see the video that accompanies this for it to um, all come together for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm rating it still high, but that's why I'm dinging it a little bit. Yeah. I am obsessed with this song. <gasps> I listen oh. to it every day. I'm going to give it 4.7 just so I can be the the top. I have zero (laughs) problems with this song and it's going to carry me through into eternity. It's exactly what I like. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. All right. And then finally, wrapping us up, I see Michaela making final edits to her score. She's going back and forth. I can't take it anymore. Yeah. What's going on? I think uh, I'm going to be on, but not. It's a 2.5 for me. Holy. I love the composition. It's great. But going through all of BTS's discography, it's still lacking for me. And Mm -hmm. I can kind of say this for the whole album in general. Like, I know it's a repackage, so it's not really supposed to be treated like her or tear. But it's, again, I listen to it a lot. I love the song, but when it's compared to everything else BTS has done, I I still feel like there's just some part of it that could have been better. So, Mm -hmm. wow. They're always going to have to top themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And... And the some part is not another Nicki Minaj verse, even though it was okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention Nicki this whole time. I'm really okay with that not happening again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the the idea is cool. Yeah, no, I like I like the verse. I mean, it could have it could have been better. But, you know, I it's it's yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So after all of that really fun, dynamic discussion was BTS's idol. Daybok or not? Shout it out. Daybok. Daybok. 100%. (laughs) Did anybody say not? Michaela. Not. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I'm sorry. The the 2.5 score kind of dropped it a little bit. If it had been a three, I would have said Daybok, but it's still... That's your choice. (laughs) I have to. I have to. I'm sorry. Okay. If they perform in mm-hmm. South Africa, is it Daybok? Oh, definitely. If they, okay, I'll let them if know. they oh perform in all of Africa, it's a Daybok. But in any, any of Africa. Just some oh, Africa. Africa. Not oh, all okay. of Africa at the same Sorry, time. Okay. Cool, cool, Sorry, cool. let me say. That's in nice. some of Africa, just like, just step <laughs> just a foot like, in. Like, one get, stop. Yeah. Okay, great. Then, it, then it's a Daybok. Uh, I'll, I'll let him know that that's, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So... With this comeback, we're at the end of the Love Yourself series. Yeah, oh. this is sad. Very sad. It's been going on a long time. I just like read something that they consider the beginning of it March of 2016, Whoa, which means damn. they consider it when Save Me dropped, which is a really yeah. long time. It was back when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't even born yet. Like, that's just so long ago. <laughs> this brought so, you to life? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So we're at the end of the Love Yourself series. What do we all think this has meant for the boys and for ARMY? So basically, we've got a bunch of things going on. We've got the most obvious aspect, which is 
they've gotten huge international acclaim. I would probably say it started around 2016 with Fire. You started to see the pickup. But especially with the actual albums called Love Yourself, uh, starting with DNA as their first lead single, we've seen them take off. They performed it at the AMAs. So that's obviously like the, the biggest part of this for a lot of people. I think one of the my favorite parts about Love Yourself is that it also led to the UNICEF campaign, which has led to a huge amount of donations from their fans and people around the world. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really important. I I believe it's for um, kids who experience abuse, Mm. signs of suicide and things like that. So I think it's a really, really great thing that's come out. And I think overall, just the message. I really loved this repackage because the first disc of Answer is kind of a story about a person who falls in love gets hurt and then learns about themselves through the process of healing, you know, through the process of finding out who they are without somebody. And I think that it shapes the story through all the previous releases, which is why they have the, uh, the order that it's in, you know, why they have all of the happy songs, all the sad songs, and then all of the rejuvenation songs at the end. Yeah. And you even see that in the physical albums. Like you look on the album and her, it's flowers and then tear it's just a bunch of squiggles so it's this transition yeah. into finally getting to that answer and it's all hearts and it's all love yeah oh it's just beautiful and it's meant so much to the army i think especially because i think this is a message that's you're not too old or too young for this to make sense to you you may not have even been in love but you probably understand that feeling of being hurt and learning from that mm. hurt. And and I think that this is a really important important message for ARMY. And I mean, you could say anybody coming into this fandom, but very specifically people who follow them, whenever, you know, this has saved lives. There are literally tons and tons of people on Twitter that talk about how BTS, their music has helped them come out of depression, help them stop themselves from hurting themselves. And that's a really beautiful thing, I think, um, so I really, I think answer really was beautiful yeah, for that yeah. reason. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's a beautiful note to end on. You know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. everybody so be sure to join us for our weekly k-pop twitter chats on tuesdays at 12 p.m pacific time using the hashtag k-pop chat led by supermatic don't forget to rate review subscribe and tell your friends the k-pop cast is produced by peter lowe stephanie parker and ariana khan edited by peter lowe rodri thomas and michaela J. matt diaz leads the k-pop chat and ramen man runs our instagram signing off let our listeners know where they can find you online and if you could pick one scene from the idol mv to hang out with the boys which would you choose monique want to kick us off sure you can find me online at monique blog net on twitter and at colorwebmag.com and at various websites <laughs> i write for all a right. lot of places so just go to my twitter account you can see all the places i write for um one scene i guess it would be any scene with v and j hope oh <laughs> 
and yes. um, RM. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. like every scene. You can find me at Michaela J K pop on Twitter, and mine has to be where you see the 3D giant titans <laughs> in the music video. <laughs> so random. Yeah, because the idea of tiny BTS interacting with large BTS just sounds adorable to me. <laughs> uh, you can reach me at Ariana underscore Y underscore Khan as in Genghis Khan. And my favorite scene is that where V has a cute little move where they're all sitting on the couch like they did in DNA and I just want to hang out with them on the couch and Ooh, yeah. you know maybe cuddle a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> oh, a, little, okay. a little bit of cuddling. Skinship. <laughs> hey, ah! hey, it's Peach. Whoa. <laughs> oh, I love that scene too. There's, they're clearly having so much fun. So you can find me on Twitter at S Parker 2. And my favorite scene that I'd love to join in is the ending epic flash mob scene where everyone's dancing, everyone's kicking their feet up, and there's people dancing up on the second floor and the third floor. It's just like everyone's, it's such a Bollywood style scene. And Mm -hmm. I heard, did did you just say that like the people in the second and third floor are not real? Who are they? Yeah, I think... I really think they're like just CG'd multiple versions of BTS. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. I'm not even surprised anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Monique, for joining us and lending yeah. your Woo, insights. You. No problem. Your expertise. Would love to have you back on the show. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to tell us your answer, listeners, by tweeting us at the K-pop cast. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.